Hey, well, welcome to the Jewish Road Podcast. My name is Matt Davis, and I'm here with my dad. Yep. Hi, Ron Davis. Glad to be with you. And we're going to try to get right to it this time because last time we just started talking and we never actually got to the thing that we wanted to talk about. Yeah, we, we had one thing we wanted to do and we didn't do it. Uh, this is the problem with having lots of things that you want to do all at the same time. And it's also a part of being Jewish. And we drive ourselves crazy with it. <laughs> and more, more important than that, we, I think we drive our wives crazy. Yeah. I think. Okay. Uh, yeah. So here we are. Um, let's do it. We are... Uh, we are wanting to go through a passage. And uh, in the last episode, we actually walked through um, an entire, uh, <laughs> we, we went through all of these headlines and, and looked at what's going on uh, and how the media is reporting all of these different pieces of the story. Um, but we actually have some headline news that actually can be pulled directly from the Word of God itself. Yeah, the, those things that we were talking about was kind of a synopsis of ancient history and current events. And uh, those, those current events that are recorded for us in ancient history are actually right here in our scriptures in front of us. And this is a good reason for us to be able to jump into scripture because it speaks the words that we want and maybe frames and gives some perspective as to the things that we are going through. And uh, we want to look at a psalm and you look at some of the psalms and some of them are, <laughs> there, there, are uh, there are psalms of orientation where you're in the temples of the Lord and everything's great and wonderful. There's psalms of disorientation where it's like, why do you hide your face from me? Where did you go? And then there are psalms of reorientation. Um, and, and so the psalms speak metaphors of life. Um, Walter Brueggemann talks a lot about this. But this one in particular, we want to look at Psalm 83. And this is uh, a psalm that talks about the prayer against the enemies of God, the enemies of God's people. Yeah. And uh, it, it starts off, it's kind of broken up into two sections. And the first part is the people crying out. Uh, because they're being attacked. And then the, the second section is a whole section beginning in verse 9 of this psalm going all the way to the end of, you know, God, just destroy these enemies. And I think a lot of people look at all of this and they're thinking, like, well, what, what, is, he, what is he up to? So let's, let's just look at, at some of this. I want to just take a, a few verses at a time. We'll give a little bit of thought on it. But Psalm 83, it says, Oh God, do not remain quiet. Yeah. Do not be silent. And oh God, do not be still in the ESV. Oh God, do not keep silence. Do not hold your peace or be still. Oh God, for behold, your enemies make an uproar. Those who hate you have raised their heads. Oh my gosh. Does that ring in terms of the things that are happening right before our eyes today? Yeah, and it, this is not a new problem. This is not a 2023 problem. No, this this is something that Israel has, uh, you know, has gone through in all of the years past, and uh, they will continue to go through and are even today. So, you know, that's why we say we are living in biblical times today as the stage is being set in the end of days because there are a lot of people, a lot of commentators uh, refer to this psalm and believe this psalm is speaking of what is taking place in Israel in the end times. Yeah. So look at this, because this is I mean, some of this stuff that it's just falling off of the, the headlines. In verse 3, it says, They lay crafty plans against your people. They consult together against your treasured ones. 
Yeah. One thing that I thought, you know, and w- there will be more about this in the time to come, but the big question is how does one of the most advanced, technically savvy, highest intelligence rated uh, military and nation in the entire world, which by the way, did that in 75 years is just a small young nation with, you know, surrounded by their enemies. The they, whole time. they went from swamps to technological superiority. Right. And yeah. out of necessity, right. If they're going to survive as a nation, the very yeah. first day that they declare themselves a nation, we'll talk about this more later, but May 14th, 1948, they immediately were attacked by all of their enemies on all the sides. So that makes you really good and really aware, but there was a massive problem in this one. And the reason that they got through, and there's a lot of reasons and we'll hear more about it. They, there was a lot of shifting in the army and where people were stationed and they kind of let their guard down, down in the South. But the other thing that I've heard a lot about is that there was no signal intelligence, right? So we have these organizations, and I think everybody who's paranoid, I know people that uh, when they want to say something, um, they will unplug that they don't want the government to hear. They'll unplug their Alexa. Uh, (laughs) they don't want because you know our phones are always listening alexa's always listening yeah when when we have a conversation in the living room that little light is just going all the time yeah she's listening to you and then all of a sudden you get ads on your phone right and and things that you never never even were thinking well it's, it's all stuff you wanted but they're they're listening but there's no signal intelligence or limited signal intelligence because as they are laying together their crafty plans against the people of God, they're doing this not with phone calls and not with emails and text messages. They're doing this meeting in person. Yeah. They're, they're keeping it very analog. And yeah. so th- this was not like, hey, let's wake up. Hey, tomorrow, do you want to go storm Israel? These are plans that have been enacted and in place for a yeah. long time. Yeah, they have been working on this for at least a year and a half. Yeah, and and... The other piece is that there have been, uh, on average, I think it's eighteen to 20,000 Gazans, people uh, from Gaza, crossing over into Israel with work permits and working in the fields and working, serving in Israel proper. But that's not all that they're doing. Right. Uh, they're, they're getting details and layouts and diagrams of the... Israelis who live in that area of Gaza, and they're bringing it back to Hamas. Yeah, because as the Israeli soldiers have been going through these scenes of devastation, they're finding some of these maps that have been hand-drawn, and they'll say, this house has this many men and women and this many children and how old they are and whether or not they have a dog or not. So they have been laying these maps and all of these, this training, all of this stuff. So they consulted together against your treasured ones. And then I think this passage is this verse. Oh, you're talking about verse four. Yeah. Yeah. They say, come, let us wipe them out as a nation. Let the name of Israel be remembered no more. Man. That, that's what's behind all of this. That, that is what's behind all this. And we go back to what we were talking about the last time that, you know, who is the one who's orchestrating all of this and who is the one who is saying, let the name of Israel be remembered no more. And that's the ultimate enemy of Israel. And by the way, he's the ultimate enemy of all of you out there, even, you know, Jews and Gentiles. If you are in the Lord, if you are a believer, uh, he's your enemy, and that would be Satan, and he wants to wipe Israel off the map. They have clearly stated it. They're not hiding it, and they are, you know, being used. Uh, You know, uh, Hamas could never come up with this kind of great uh, type of an attack and the technology and the background and the things that they have been prepared for in this. 
This didn't just come from Hamas. No, it's demonically inspired. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I was, I was thinking in terms of that. Also, uh, that's true, but Iran is behind all of this. Oh, yeah. Well, and behind Iran would be... Satan. Right. Like, yeah. look, at, look at Revelation 12, and you see, even in the birth of Jesus, that the dragon is there, yeah. ready to devour um, both Israel and, yeah. and, and Jesus. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is... It, 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 make no mistake, if you don't hear anything else that we've said in the last few weeks, um, that this is not a territorial battle. Uh, in fact, the enemy has tried to get rid of Israel, even when Israel was not in the land. I mean, look at World War II, look at the Holocaust. But I mean, Israel has not been the ones in charge of the land for 2,500 years. Yeah, and so what you're saying is this is not an issue of land. It's not an issue of politics. There's something else greater behind this. Yes, I mean, I saw somebody that was you know, holding a sign, Free Palestine, um, and from the river to the sea, Palestine shall be free. And then a reporter asked a question and said, well, then what happens to Israel? And they took the microphone and pushed it out of their way because we don't want to answer that question. If, if we are going from the river to the sea, even though there's 22 other Arab nations surrounding Israel. There's 52 others. 52 other nations oh. surrounding that whole territory. Oh, Arab nations. Arab nations, yes. Arab and Muslim nations? Mus yes. Where am I getting my information I from? I don't know. I thought 22. Maybe yeah, I was So you, you look at this little sliver of land here, and this is what the focus is, and you've got all of these other nations surrounding them, 52 of them, and nobody can take these poor Palestinians. And it's not even that. Israel offered from the beginning, stay here with us. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that too. We'll have to talk about the keys and man, there's, there's, there's a lot going on, but just, this is not a territorial battle because right. it, it's never been about the territory. Uh, the, the is Israelites, the Israelis, the Jewish people have always longed for a home, their indigenous home. Yeah. And they finally have it. Where in the world can a Jew go in the world and be safe? Yeah. So if it's not a land battle, what kind of a battle is it? Well, this is a spiritual battle. Yeah. And it goes back, and we've talked about this, it goes back to Abraham and covenants and Isaac and Ishmael. And yeah. yeah, it goes all the way back to Genesis. Yeah. Everybody thinks Genesis is an ancient book. It's current events. So come, let us wipe them out as a nation. Let the name of Israel be remembered no more. And then it says, for they conspire with one accord against you, they make a covenant. There's another covenant that is being sworn against the covenant of God, right? Yeah. The Abrahamic covenant, yeah. this covenant, they're swearing this covenant. And then you see a, a listing of all of these countries, the tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagrites, Gebal and Ammon and Amalek, Philistia with the inhabitants of Tyre, Ashur also has joined them. They are the strong arm of the children of Lot. Who are all of these nations? It's yeah. all the same enemies of Israel today. Yeah. It, it, nothing has changed. Uh, when they talk about Philistia, that is the Philistines in the southwestern part of the land there that they occupied that area, which is now Gaza. Yeah. So in 135, after, at the end of the Bar Kokhba revolt, which went from 132 to 135, this is AD. So this mm -hmm. is after the Jewish wars that took place in Jerusalem that ended up with the, the destruction of the temple. This is 132 to 135. Israel loses, and finally, they're knocked out of the land altogether. Um, and they, that's officially when they're gone. And so then we have a renaming of Israel. 
right? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, Hadrian. Hadrian, he declares. Yeah, uh, well, the Jewish people were causing so much trouble, he, he kicked them out of the land, and he named this area Phil, Phil, Philistia. Yeah. Is yeah. that what he named it? Yeah, yeah, Philistia. Syria, uh, well, there, there was Syria, and then there was Philistia. And... Syria, Philistia, and it became Palestine. Well, he named it after the ancient enemies yeah. of of Israel, which were the Philistines. Right. And this is the area, that Gaza Strip area, this is the area uh, that the Philistines were. But it was to remember the name, that the name of Israel would be remembered no more. Yeah, it was a slap in the face to Israel to eradicate at least the name off of the map, kick the Jews out, and we're going to call this by a different name from now on. Yeah, so you'll see Philistia is even uh, is listed here amongst those nations, and then we'll ha we we see some others, and we're not going to hit every every piece of this. But you, as you look through verses nine through twelve, we have all of these all of these passages, right? Do to them as you did to Midian, as, and as to Sisera, Sisera, and Jabin at the river Kishon, uh, who were destroyed at Endor, who became dung for the ground. You said you like that verse, yeah. Fertilizer, well, basically. You know, th these are what we would call imprecatory psalms. Uh, it's uh, that—that's a big word. I like big words. Yeah, you do. <laughs> imprecatory, but it means, you know, uh, Lord, just kill them. Just these enemies of ours. Just get rid of them. You know, and and David prayed that a lot uh, on on his enemies. Uh, but you know, it's interesting. He's he's reminding the people of uh, past victories that were here. I mean, Israel did have past victories. Gideon had defeated the Midianites. Uh, Barak and Deborah defeated Jabin and his army commander, Sisera, uh, at the brook Kishon. And so the psalmist is going through uh, these things and reminding that, you know, Israel became victorious in these battles. So then he wraps things up. In uh, starting in verse 13, oh my God, make them like whirling dust, like chaff before the wind, as fire consumes the forest, as the flame sets the mountains ablaze, so may you pursue them with your tempest and terrify them with your hurricane. Yeah. That's judgment right there. That's pretty imprecatory. Yeah, man, you love that word. I think you're the only person that really understands that. But Nah, I'm not the only one. Verse 16, fill their faces with shame that they may seek your name, O Lord, that they may seek your name. Fill their faces with shame that they may seek your name. Um, this this hope that it, it, God ultimately wants to be known by his humans. And it's up to him to really bring them to himself. Yeah. 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 Well, that that's true. I mean, it's pretty difficult for us uh, to wrestle with that when we see what is going on, the, the torture and the, just the absolute degradation uh, that's taking place right now in the land. Uh, but God is the one in charge, uh, you know, and he says, let them be put to shame, dismayed forever. Let them perish in disgrace why? That they may know that you alone, whose name is the Lord, are the most high over all the earth. Yeah. So. 
in the end, God says, he says, I will be known. I, my name will be known. Um, I think we'll probably talk about this. We're not going to get into Zechariah. Not yet. Yeah, well, well, we'll get into that at some point. But I even think in the book of Ezekiel where God says to Israel, um, you know, that uh, be, you, you have, you know, gone away from me. You have uh, wandered far away. Uh, and yet I am going to teach you that I am the Lord your God. And I'm going to teach when that happens that all of the nations will know that I am the Lord and Israel will know and I, you will be my people and I will be your God. Uh, there's going to be a culmination at the end of history that that's going to take place. Yeah. So uh, what do we do with this? Uh, I think it's very interesting that, you know, in the light of all that's going on right now, uh, you want to have some hope, <laughs> right? It's, it's kind of hard to get to the end of a psalm and you say like, well, the Lord's just going to destroy everything and he's going to go after everybody. Um, it's interesting that the next uh, psalm is is really just, a, I think, a cry for wanting to be in the presence of God. Uh, in Psalm 84, how lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. Uh, and it goes on, even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young at your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praises. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, in the midst of all of this, it's a good thing to be able to escape a little bit in your mind and to be in the presence of God and to long for uh, the presence of God. Later on in the passage, it'll say, for one day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. Yeah, it is. Let me, let me just read a verse out of Ezekiel. I was trying to refer to that, and and I kind of messed it up. But uh, in Ezekiel thirty six twenty three, he says, "I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, and which you have profaned among them." He's talking to Israel, and the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God, when. Through you, I vindicate my holiness through their eyes. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your land. Yeah. yeah. And the day is coming then when they will know the Lord and he will be their God. Yeah. And I would say that to that end, uh, the Lord will remain and keep his remnant in, in that land that we know the end of the story. And though this feels like, and the, the, the intention of the enemy is the existential just doing away with getting rid of getting rid of Israel altogether that we know that God will sustain and keep his promise, his covenant promise to his people. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. The enemy has an exactly opposite uh, goal here. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Um, Jump in. Look at Psalm 83. Look at the headlines. Thank you for listening. Until next time, Sha'alu Shalom Yerushalayim. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem.